Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete, here's Dave. Hoi. Hoi. And uh, appropriate because you join us uh, actually a few hundred metres below sea level on the Friends with Friends submarine. <laughs> I've never quite got the... Hang on, is there a submarine reference in this episode? There is not, is there? No, I've just yeah. been watching Vigil. <laughs> But are you a Russian spy? That's the question. Oh, I've not seen any of it yet. Is it good? Oh, great, mate. Uh, for anyone who's not aware, there is a uh, BBC series on in the UK at the moment about... Uh, it's a bit of a thriller set on a submarine. Hmm. Uh, well, Dave, shall we crack on? You can tell us what episode it is today. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Good idea. This is from Peter. Jamie, who signs this off, Jamie, brackets almost another Amy. Well, yes, if you didn't have a J, you would very much be an Amy. Hi, Pete and Dave. I love Fwoof, and I've been listening since day dot. Oh, you're an O, an OF, an original friend. When lockdown started last March, I went back and listened to it all again while commuting for my job as a carer. Oh, well, very, look. You have a proper yeah, job. Yeah, making us feel bad by having a job that really counts while we wang on about friends yeah. over here, right? Um, but you know thank you for everything you do being able to have a good laugh between client visits has really helped me get through the last year so thanks oh that's really nice to hear the episode i'd like you to deconstruct is season eight episode 14 the one with the secret closet now like seemingly everyone else in the world season eight is not my favorite but the reason i chose this is it makes such little sense for monica's character i thought i dreamed the whole episode my first viewing was a rerun on E4, and nobody at school could even remember seeing that episode. <laughs> so many years later, when watching the season 8 DVD, I found out that I was right. Do the writers not know Monica, says Jamie? Yeah, I, can't, I mean, there's lots of DMT there, isn't there, really? I feel like I may have only seen this a couple of times, Max. Yeah. Quite often, you know, as you'll be aware, we you go, oh, it's the one with the thing, and then you go, oh, but it's also got that amazing other storyline. Brilliant. Oh, I forgot about this. This one's when we go, oh, it's the one with the thing... And then two other okay storylines. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the one with the thing is the best bit of it still, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So that's from Jamie, who has requested this basically because she just wants to double check her sanity, I, I'm, as far as I can tell. Well, you are right. It, it did happen. Don't worry. This episode did happen. 100% happened. But I can see why you thought you dreamed it, because the other plot lines are Monica making sex noises to Phoebe, <laughs> and then an actual dream sequence between Joey and Rachel. 
So it is a bit of a sort of surreal, odd episode on the whole, isn't it? Season 8, Peter. Episode, would you like to guess? Uh, is it 14? Episode 14. You're not wrong. Written by Brian Buckner and Sebastian Jones. It took two of them to write this. Oh. <laughs> doesn't inspire much confidence in either of them, really. No. Um, <laughs> no, that's very mean and unnecessarily cruel. Uh, two two seven four one four. Good, uh, good production code there. Yeah, yeah. really solid. Uh, Chandler becomes obsessed with finding out what's inside Monica's locked closet. Phoebe, meanwhile, feels betrayed when she discovers Monica's been using a different massage therapist, and Ross feels left out after missing uh, his and Rachel's baby's first kick, especially because Joey is mistaken for the father. So Joey suggests Rachel move in with Ross, even though he does want Rachel to live with him it's a bit of a downer episode for old joseph isn't it there are a couple of bits where it's really quite dark when it comes to joey in this episode so there's a bit where um where chandler asks joey how he's dealing with things and he says oh i should be ready to kill myself any day now yeah and that's like that's a really dark joke perhaps in the context of nowadays when we're a bit more open about mental health right yeah but Joey is saying that because he's genuinely having a really tough time. Yes. And then he makes a comment about killing himself. And then there's a bit, little bit later where he is talking about being alone. And there's no even real punchline at the end of it. It's just him feeling incredibly lonely. It's really oddly dark. It is. I was, I was sort of reading along with the script as you go. And actually just reading the script for the ending of this episode. So like the 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 recorded version is slightly lighter cuz like Matthew Perry does a funny little run across it, you know, like there's something. But reading the script, it's just Joey doing a big speech about being alone forever and then says I need a hug to his best mate. That's it. That's the end basically. Yeah. And it is. It's really it's really, you know, like, like I say, Chandler does a little funny little run across to hug him and that gets the little laugh, but basically this whole episode ends on you know, one of these guys is is really having a tough time and just needs a hug. And there's another scene where Rachel and Ross decide that, yes, they are going to move in together when they have the baby or before they have the baby. Yeah. And the scene ends on them agreeing to move in with each other, hugging, and it just shows Joey looking sad in the background. Yeah, and, and genuinely sad, not just a bit sort of... Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, again, really quite... Yeah, there's no joke there. No, just quite serious emotional sadness, isn't it? Which is, like, quite profound for a happy little sitcom it is it is and it's and it's it's a it's it's probably joey's worst period in in the terms of you know his actual feelings isn't it he's he's having a yeah. really hard time at the moment uh, and, and not much about what he does in this episode there's no levity to it really at all uh what i would say for him though is despite all his real heartache and and and, and clearly quite poor mental health He's being a very good friend all the way through this. Like when Rachel has the the Braxton Hicks contractions, he's super calm. He's he knows exactly what to do. He, he's he's the biggest grown up in the in the whole show at this stage. You know, Chandler's trying to open a door, and Phoebe and Monica are making <laughs> sex noises in the other apartment. Do you know what I mean like? And Joey's yeah. being a proper like like almost like a dad vibe of like, don't worry, I've got this all in control. I'll look after you. Yeah, and he sacrifices his own enjoyment of living with Rachel and seemingly enjoying uh, preparing her for the birth. Yeah. Um, and being part of that, he sacrifices that because he knows it's right for Rachel and Ross to be yeah. together so that Ross doesn't miss out on them. Yeah, no. Like, we've, we've touched on this a number of times before, but Joe, he's a, the, the best of the friends in the sense of being an actual yeah. friend that lives by sort of a moral code rather than a selfish code, you know? This is quite... Um, 
It's quite a serious start to this episode, isn't it? Where's mozzarella the dog when yeah. you need him? <laughs> Luckily, the next thing I'd like to bring up is, is almost as serious. Because who the fuck wears a vest but no pants in bed? <laughs> yeah, it's a strange combination. It's though, a strange it? way round. As a, as a man, I'm often to be found wearing just boxers. You know, like, mm. I feel like bottom half and no top half in, the, in a lounging scenario absolutely normal top half but no bottom half fucking mad that yeah i'd say i'd say it's the the bottom half that if anything requires some sort of um support uh, fabric support slash protection in bed yes exactly no matter what you're doing you don't want to be letting certain certain parts of your anatomy sort of swing free are you <laughs> and, and and you know it's that's but that's basic sort of Swing, all right. <laughs> that wasn't a brag, Peter. <laughs> that was just simple physics. Um, but yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, there's there's a reason why traditionally, I imagine, uh, women quite often wear both a top and a you know bottom in bed because it's weird to just wear a top. But the support element, and this is why it's fucking mad that he's wear he's he's got a vest on. But he's just not no pants at all. Like, imagine that. Had he got out of bed, what that would I even look like? That'd just look mad. Mm. There is a bit where like the the sheet drops down a little bit, and I feel like you can almost actually see ass cheek. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what he's actually wearing under there. Yeah. Just like a little modesty pouch or something. I'm modesty fascinated pouch. by the things. Yeah, you know the things that actors wear when yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're supposed to be properly naked. Like when you get spray tan. Yes, well, exactly. Yes, like my spray tan modesty pouch, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Now, I just I, I, I wanted to really just flag up how mad of a bedtime outfit that really is. Um, also, quite strange. The dream sequence at the start. Yeah, now, I don't like it. Don't like it. No, don't like it. Ross's Ross's head on a baby. Right, don't Ross's, like it. There's so many things to go out with this dream sequence. Like, like dream sequences are a bit fucking weird anyway, but they have happened in Friends before. But what they haven't really done before, and this is probably one of the only times this happens, is it's not like a realistic dream. Do you know what I mean? It's not set in a hospital. It's in a white... It's like they're in heaven. It's like in Harry Potter when Harry... Uh, spoiler warning, surely you know this, uh, dies, dies. yeah. And then goes and meets Dumbledore in some sort of purgatory. Right. It's like that. Why could they not just do it in a hospital you know like that would be that's a more normal friends sort of bit of grammar isn't it to have a dream sequence but to have it as if it's a real thing it was so clearly a bizarre dream because because it's yeah it does feel like they're in the afterlife maybe they needed it to look a bit sort of dreamier but it doesn't feel dreamier it just feels like they didn't have time to build a set <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like dreamier would have been at least something but just the blank white is it's fucking weird. I just, it's mad. It just it feels really disconcerting, doesn't it? That whole sequence. On the subject of underwear. Oh yeah. There's a bit where Rachel she she has some pains, doesn't she? She yeah. goes into hospital and everything's fine. Yeah. Um, how does she forget her underwear? It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I understand that she'd have had to sort of uh, de-keg <laughs> um, in order for you know to allow access. Yes. Sure. 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 But there's no explanation of why she put her trousers on without putting her pants on first. No, that's baffling, isn't it? I think, and, and that's something that as humans, I think we all probably share that feeling. You know when you're putting on trousers with no underwear, don't you? Like, oh, yeah. It's re- it feels weird. Like you immediately, some, I've done it occasionally, pop, you know, get the jeans on and you're like a bit tired in the morning, you pull your jeans on, you're like, 
Something's oh, forgotten to put my boxes on, you know. Um, and and she's just she doesn't seem embarrassed that she's just left her underwear lying around in the doctor's room, does she? No, she uh, just sneaks in and get them like yeah, yeah. It's it is strange. Like it's a kind of a normal thing. I'm pretty sure I'm only aware of Braxton Hicks. You know, previous to actually my friends that I know becoming pregnant, pretty much referenced in every American sitcom ever. At some point, they seem to be such a uh, a sort of a mainstay. They're in the office, aren't they? They're like they they they, they seem to reference Braxton Hicks all the time. The other ongoing joke in this plot, which I feel like we need to point out, is Ross continuously forgetting Mona. Right. Because right. he leaves her at the cinema. Yeah. But then it happens again a bit later. Like, Ross remembers Mona a second time. and But even when he's remembered her, he still doesn't go and, like, meet her once nope. he's realised he's forgotten. He just nope. leaves nope. her. Nope. He just, he just sort of settles into his living arrangements and... Uh, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, forgotten her again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Doesn't even text her or... Well, I'll tell you what, this this episode, and we're going to get some of the naysayers. Uh, come on, bring it on, your, ne- your technology naysayers. But this is season eight, guys. This went out in 2002. Why is Ross still fucking around with a pager? I have written pager even in season eight in my notes. (laughs) There's no way America didn't have cell phones by season eight of Friends. 2002. I got my first mobile phone in about 1997, 98, something like that. The reason is so that he can like immediately like go and help Rachel, right? Being beeped on a pager is no quicker than (laughs) receiving a phone call or a text message. Like, it doesn't speed up the process at all. I would suggest it's much slower because as I understand pagers, you have to sort of call it in, don't you? Yeah. So not only do you get the beep and then you have to call it in and then you have to get the message. Just, yeah, just the house phone. They've they've definitely got phones in their apartments because they are regularly used in plot lines. Like, and also if, if it's in the middle of the night, a page is not going to wake you up, is it? You need the, the phone to ring properly. Yeah. So how about just call me? Why does it need the whole bizarre page a bit? Tell me you only had pages. This is what happens. We get a flurry of American listeners going, well, we didn't actually have anything but pages and fax machines until 2019. No one never sent a text in America till last year. <laughs> We're looking forward uh, to the launch of email in about three years' time. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the pager thing was kind of odd. I'll tell you what, though, I did feel there's, there's quite a lot of um, opportunity, obviously, in Friends to feel like Ross is being a bit of a dick, but I did just did feel sympathy for him in this episode because he is missing out on a lot of important stuff. And, and like, the only one thing that I say Joey and Rachel aren't very sensitive about in this episode is they don't sort of sugarcoat it for him at all, do they? They're like, hey, Ross, come in. Your baby was kicking last night. Where you missed out on that. They're not like, oh, mate, oh, God. You know, I'd be if I was Joey, I'd feel quite uncomfortable about the fact that I felt my best mate's baby kicking before he did, you know? And also, just to add a little bit more context and sympathy for Ross in this situation, yeah. which is not something we try to do often. <laughs> I'm um, not sure we can do it often. He was also a bit of a third wheel in his fir- with first the pregnancy baby. of his first child. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's kind of understandable that he'd want to, you know, be part of the process. So you what? Tuna salad with pickles sounds minging, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. No wonder she threw up. Yeah, no, I was half throwing up for that if I just had it. It's horrible. Um, but yeah, there's this whole bit where he brings her a sandwich, it's got pickles in it, and that makes her throw up during pregnancy. Ross doesn't know. Um, but like you say, there's the there's sort of slightly dark subplot of him forgetting Mona over and over again here, which is, um, I mean, just poor old Mona. Like, she had a yeah. rough ride, didn't she? One lol that I did have in this storyline is when the doctor confuses Joey for the father and says, oh, you're going to make a great father. Yeah. 
And Joey goes, not as good as this guy. He brought Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so then then this ends, like you say, with, uh, with Joey sort of suggesting Ross and Rachel move in together, even though he doesn't really want that. And um, it takes a bit of persuading for Rachel, doesn't it? Ross is hyper keen for the start. And then um, Joey's upset anyway, so being a good friend. And then he gets high on some orange juice. Hi. I'm Scott Hancock, and I host From Queer to Eternity, a new podcast exploring what it means to be queer, where we have conversations like this. I look at younger generations and go, you can just Google this stuff. The fact that the only mention of queerness was don't get AIDS. (laughs) If I'd been marrying a girl, that would not have happened. Maybe we can find a a universality that that we weren't aware of before. That's why this podcast is so great, because actually, I guess we just don't think to speak of this stuff, and yet it's part of our fabric. From Queer to Eternity, available to listen to now from the Great Big Owl Company. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Oh, just before we get on to the rest of it, there's a bit of this just reminded me of something. Bit of an AOB. Should I put it in here? Is that a good time to put a bit of AOB in? You crack on. You know, last week we talked about, I was talking about pickles and throwing up, but last week it was uh, (laughs) Ross and the kiwi allergies. Yes. And I made a big old fuss about how terrible a sibling Monica is. And then on Sunday's correspondence episode, you revealed that your sister was actually allergic to kiwi. Yeah, but I I knew about that. But you knew about it and hadn't. But you hadn't like just we hadn't thought about it. And anyway, yeah. we're sort of like oh, that's fine. Anyway, you know, you know, you know about it. You wouldn't feed a, ki- a kiwi anyway, would you? Eight thirty three this morning. I got a text from my sister. I've actually got a very mild kiwi allergy. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, our siblings have so much in common. So, so after all that faff, I was like, what a terrible, terrible sister she is. <laughs> know about her sibling's kiwi allergy absolute disgrace um to be fair she contextualizes and says i think it's quite common um it's not like super bad it's not like an one that induces anaphylaxis or anything but um but yeah there you go she uh her lips swell up and her mouth goes a bit numb if she has some kiwi yeah that's that's what happens to my sister wow that's so weird isn't it yeah cool 
<laughs> what Kiwi allergies in this uh, in this podcast world? Moving on. Uh, anyway, right, where would you like to go now? Should we, oh, let's do them. Let's get the massage out of the way, shall we? Uh, start of the episode. This so Monica has locked the door. A rare a rare lock of the door with a chain across it. She closes the door. Then all of a sudden, Chandler's able to open the door fully. Yes, exactly, exactly. The chain's no longer on it. Yes, that makes that's, that that doesn't make any sense actually, does it? That she wouldn't no. have put the chain immediately back on it once she's given Phoebe her guitar. Um, I, I guess maybe she thought she was safe because she said Monica and Chandler were having sex. But um, yeah, so she's having a massage from not Phoebe from Alexandria. Alexandria? I'm sure that'll be in the quiz. To be fair, have we got a quiz this week? Uh, this week? Yeah. Not that I know of. From Amy. Oh yeah, yeah, we got from, from yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's fine. I thought you meant like an in live a live quiz. Oh no, but we do have one next week. Actually, we should say that. And uh, I, I by by say that, I mean I meant to tell you that because I forgot about it until earlier today. Right, uh, and then I realised there's one on the twenty second of September, which is in fact a week on Wednesday. Right. So if you're around the London area, we're doing the old Queen's Head again. So jump on the old old Queen's Head website, get some tickets, come along. Anyway, Phoebe's angry, uh, and. <sighs> The strange thing is that the whole justification for this plot line is that Monica's like, oh, it'd be weird. You'd see me naked. It's like, that's, I don't think anyone's ever massaged me seen me naked. Like, that's also, not, it's not part and parcel of the problem, is it? Like, you don't have to do that. There's some reference as well to how if you're housemates with someone, then you've seen them naked, mm. um, which I don't think is like, okay, you might accidentally see them naked or they might be particularly relaxed. But it's not a given that you've seen your housemate naked. No, not in the same way it's just a given that you've probably seen your partner naked. Do you know what I mean? Like, just wandering around the house. Like, if yeah. you live with your partner, maybe there's more casual nakedness around the house. But, yeah, def- def- I don't think I've ever seen any housemates naked. Um, so, so Monica's worried that, oh, people will see me naked. Again, there's measures in place when you have a massage. It doesn't necessarily need to be the case, does it? But she does persuade her. And she organises a massage. Now, this is very short plot when you really condense it down. Monica makes some sexy noises. Phoebe's uncomfortable. Uh, and then uh, they try again. And Phoebe sort of dirty talks back to... Well, I thought the idea from memory... From my memory, the idea was that Phoebe sort of dirty talks back with her as a sort of counter tactic, you know, to make a yeah, see. Yeah, but actually it's that she gets a bit lost in it. But yeah, at the end, watching it back again, it does. She does. She's doing it because she pauses, looks awkward and goes, and we'll leave it there, doesn't she? It's not like she's just going, see, it's weird, isn't it? Let's carry on now in silence. I feel like, I mean, I know it's very, I'll add the caveat here, but that's the joke. I, I get that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I really feel like Monica should have a bit more self-awareness than thinking it's acceptable to scream, that's it, that's it right there yeah. on the uh, yeah. on the massage bed. It's, it's one of the more implausible ones, isn't it? Like she is, it's not like she's just moaning a bit or like, bit you know. Bit of groaning, I could get. Yeah, bit moaning of, and yeah. groaning, you're getting lost in the thing. I watched a Parks and Rec episode earlier, literally, where Ron Swanson does a moan when he's getting his shoe shined by Andy. And it's that that's the level at which you go, oh, yeah, he just let out an involuntary moan and it's weird. But she's literally basically going, fuck me, Phoebe. You know, like she, <laughs> she might as well be properly going for it, you know? There's one point where Monica makes a reference to wanting a weekly massage. Yeah. A weekly massage. Absolutely wild. How fucking stressed is she? Not a professional athlete. And also, how rich is she? Yes. Like, they are not cheap. Like, to, no. to make that a weekly part of your routine, you've got to be earning some pretty good bunts, I would have thought. How much are your massages where they come over on the app? <sighs> like, 80 quid a pop, I think. 80 quid. Something like that. I can't remember. I've not had one since pre-pandemic. If anyone's missed this, uh, Dave has an app where he gets a weekly 
weekly, a twice weekly massage. You say, <laughs> you say Dave has an app like I created it. Like I've just, I've just downloaded an already existing app that happens yeah, to do this. But you're the only person I've ever heard of actually having this. Really? Yes. Okay. Like, but if you live in a city that has urban massage. And you have Urban Massage. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called it's it's not weird. This is like <laughs> You're reminding Urban me of massage. like my friends in back home in Manchester when we got I've Uber got that in, in Leeds. Lo- it's called Grinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when we got Uber in London and everyone was like, Uber, what the fuck is that? Ooh, ooh. Like, yeah, it's like, no, and, and now you got it. But um yeah, it's Urban Massage. Urban right. Massage is not gonna catch on to the same degree as Uber. Watch this space. That's okay. what I would say. Watch Fine. this space. That no, probably won't be fair. Urban is it a yellow a yellow logo? Yeah. Again, same colour as grinder. <laughs> um, are, are you trying to imply that Urban Massage is just a, a front for grinder? Again, as a I'm just looking at some reviews. I booked a massage this morning and the therapist didn't turn up. Sounds a bit like grinder. <laughs> I would moot the reason that um Monica has chosen Alexandria over Phoebe. It's because Alexandria comes to a bloody apartment and doesn't make her go to hers. That's true. She has to go to Phoebe's to get one. And she puts up with her orgasm noises. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Clearly, yeah. I mean, poor Alexandria's been doing it for three years. Has she never mentioned it? <laughs> God, she's, she must be getting paid a lot for that. There's one point where Phoebe's pissed with Monica, but still walks in her apartment and makes herself a coffee, which I think is pretty yeah. <laughs> Um the, the, the other thing about the moans is... Like, I mean, how how often have you had a massage, Pete? I had one fairly recently, actually. But uh, that was the first one in many years. Right, fine. But so, but if you've had a massage regularly, right, there are, like, there are obviously elements of a massage where there are parts of your body that are a bit more sensitive, right? Let's yeah. to put it delicately. Which might elicit, like, a, oh, you know, you, you might well be like, oh, that feels a bit sexy or whatever. What I wouldn't suggest is the the top of your back, which is yeah. where Monica is really going for it. Like, that is the least sensitive place in the fucking world, isn't it? Like, she's just pressing a bit gently on her sort of shoulder area. Like, not even her shoulder, like below her shoulder. Yeah, back's not very sexy, are it's they? It's not very sexy. That's not that's not where you'd get you'd get the moan from, I wouldn't have thought. Like I'm you know, if 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 she started moaning when it was a bit up the inside of the thigh or whatever. Maybe. The last time I had a massage, I was told that I'm very flexible. How flexible do you need to be for a massage? She was like, most people can't take it on their first one. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, a massage or grinder? <laughs> That's what she said. Would she you take like, what? Like, some of the bending. Was she bending you, was she? Yeah, a bit of bending, yeah. Oh, that's good. Good to know. Yeah, cheers. No one's ever told me I'm flexible during a massage, which probably implies... Not but flexible. Not. Just a special mention for another line that made me lol in oh, this yeah. was when Phoebe says, I have lots of clients that make the same noise as you do. Well, <laughs> yes, not clients, lovers. Lovers, yeah. <laughs> it's also quite funny with that guy watching in the background and her actually ending up flirting with him because yes. of the noises she makes. That's good too. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you saw somebody doing that in the middle of a coffee shop, you, your attention would be drawn, wouldn't it? Yes, absolutely. She would make very loud, sexy noises. Um, there you go. All right. Moving on. Oh, that clattering. <laughs> that was that was me just collapsing a clothes horse. <laughs> collapsing a clothes horse in the middle of the sting. Yeah, I just saw the opportunity to put it down. Fwiff sting one, clearly long enough to collapse a clothes horse. There you go. 
Good to know. You wouldn't have been able to do it with this one, would you? Fuck. Ha ah, ah. No. No, I couldn't. Too short. Onto the closet. I mean, I don't really have much written down about this, if I'm honest. No, it's... Just... When you really take a step back from the closet, right, Chandler's entire episode arc for this 22 minutes is trying to open a door. Uh, that's yes. All, that's all he is given by the writers. What you're going to do, Matthew, is uh, this door. You're just going to try and open it. Okay, yeah, and then what? Then uh, at the end, you will open it. Cool. Uh, sure. Sure we've not got a, <laughs> sure we got a better storyline for me this week? No, 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 no. Honestly, go with it. Yeah, that's Try it, and open that it? bloody door, mate. You'll have a great time. Um, so there's bobby pins, there's credit cards, there's all that sort of business. But really, it's a real long run-up to look at Monica's messy closet, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's uh, Well, <laughs> there's sort of an implausible amount of stuff stacked up inside it, isn't it? Big old closet. What I would say is, knowing the geography of that apartment, right? And very similar to my last apartment... I don't want to brag, Pete, but I've actually got two cupboards now in this apartment. Yeah. But in my last apartment, I only had a single like cupboard in the hallway, basically. You know, like that's that's not the kitchen cupboards or your wardrobe, but like for just stuff, there was only one place to put it, like a very very tiny shed, basically equivalent. How has Chandler never asked about the closet? It's the only place to store anything in that flat. Yeah, well, that was my thought as well, is the lack of curiosity from him is uh, is damning. Yeah, I'd be like, what's behind this door? A, a massive bloody closet. It's huge, isn't it? There's like big old lamps and stuff in there. And B, um, big old where's, lamps. Where, where's all this stuff? Yeah. And maybe it's in the hollowed out bench. Well, exactly. We know that exists, don't we? But that's the only other place I can think of that you'd actually ever be able to store stuff. Um, so this starts because Bob and Faye Bing, very rare appearance of Bob and Faye Bing, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, sent them a punch bowl. Which they hate, and it's all, I think that gets a gets a raw deal. Shift, doesn't it? It's fine it's for what right. it is. Putting and mixing cheap alcohols, fine, yeah. isn't it? Don't be so fucking ungrateful. Pop out at a party, put some booze in it. Everyone's a winner. No one cares about. Have you ever, ever gone to get some punch and looked at the bowl? <laughs> I think it's many. I don't. I reckon you can count on one hand the number of times I've ever had punch. No, that's not true. What's it that? is really. Yeah. I've had loads of punch in my time, mate. Have you? Have you? Yeah, well, during lockdown one, we did Punch Saturday every weekend. Punch Saturday? Yeah, during that, remember the really blazing summery lockdown one? Yeah. My sister was living here at the time, and then my old flatmate Cornelius was here. And every Saturday, we uh, we got a big bowl of punch. Well, a big bowl, obviously, and then put, and we mixed punch. That was, our, that was our entire Saturday. Till my sister slipped on a rug dancing to Billy Piper and broke her wrist, and that put paid to it for oh, the rest shit. of the summer. But there you go. Which Billy Piper song? Uh, Girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Wasn't even one of the best ones. It's, it's up there. So my sister knows every Billy Piper song. Like she's. If I was going to break my wrist to any Billy Piper song, yeah. I'd want it to be um, Because We Want To. Yeah. yeah is that I what it's so. called? It is what it's called. Because, you it? want, because We Want To. Yeah. Because yeah, We yeah. Want To. Yeah. yeah. I see, see, for me, that's not a, a, a textbook Billy either. Uh, you're wrong. Like, that's the original Billy, isn't it? But it's not like. That was the first one, wasn't it? Day and night, that's another day good one. Day and night, an absolute. Banger. All of the day. <laughs> and honey, honey to the honey to the bee is yeah, absolute belter. Anyone listening outside the UK, Billy Piper was briefly a pop star in the nineties and is now a very reputable actor. She was in Doctor Who. You'll you'll know her from Doctor Who, if if nothing else, I would imagine. Mm. Um, 
that actually brings me back to again full circle talking about modest departures my friend tom price was in an episode of secret diary of a call girl where he had to uh simulate activities with billy piper and he had to wear a modesty patch what activities were those dave uh adult activities well actually if you want to know specifically he had to pretend to be a man with a farmyard fetish who wanted billy piper belle de jour to uh i think it was bleats like a goat wait till he hears about babe the musical (laughs) (laughs) babe the sheep pig the musical after is that, that only a correspondence reference? Well, uh, anyone who's no, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We did talk about Babe because we talked about Leslie and Babe. Because it's hard to keep the oh, stream yeah, separate, though, isn't it? Now, Pete, I know, getting all confused. We've really gone on our a little tangent here, but that's fair because this is really just a plot about a man opening a door. Yeah, this is basically finished already. <laughs> We're just padding it out. There's a couple of lines I do enjoy. One is, well, I wonder what Monica keeps in there, and Joey, in all seriousness, goes, "Maybe it's Richard," <laughs> which yeah. always makes me laugh. It's a very funny line. And then Chandler does a big old callback to um, remember Joey's juice. Oh, no, milk carton commercial in, like, season two or three, early days. And he goes, there's got to be another way. And there is, Kevin. And Chandler says that when they're trying to open the door. There's got to be another way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the exact same intonation everything. It's very strange. Also, special reference to the fact we see the fourth wall that isn't really there. Yes. The reverse shot is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Really. It's quite it, a boring wall, isn't it? It's very disconcerting. And, and I, I get that you need to see Monica's face as she comes in, but also you kind of don't, do you? <laughs> like, you could have got around that. They put a whole wall in for that four-second shot. Um, closet's super messy. I mean, like, I'll be honest. I bragged about my two closets earlier. We call them cupboards there, guys. Uh, but one of them, nay, probably both, are that exact closet. It's just the everything else closet, and it's an absolute shit show. Uh, my my uh, my cupboard's quite organised. Is it? Safe. Yeah. How'd you do that? It's got my washing machine in it. Oh, uh, that's more of a functional cupboard, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, I guess you'd have to keep that more organised. Mine is literally just, where does this go? Nowhere obvious. In the cupboard. Do you want to know what else is in it? Yeah. Um, some pots of paint. Yeah, I got I got some of them in the bottom of mine. Uh, bucket. Bucket, yeah, got a bucket and a mop. Hoover. Hoover, got two actually, handheld uh, and regular. Clothes horse goes in there. That's where she sleeps. Is it? No, clothes horse is in my um, downstairs loo. Well done if you're still with us, by the way. <laughs> Where's uh, your clothes horse? Let us know. And also uh, a bag of hedgehog food. I feel like you were building up to that, knowing that I would not possibly have a bag of hedgehog food in mine. Well, it's because um, I, I, I told my mum that a hedgehog, I'd seen a hedgehog, right? Yeah. In, the little, in my garden. And then as a stocking filler, she bought me some hedgehog food That's and a little very bowl, which is very cute. So I put that out. Am I boring you? No, no, sorry. I did, I did, I did an involuntary yawn, but it's very. I'm genuinely interested. Come right. on, tell us about this hedgehog food. So I put the um, hedgehog food out, and then the the bowl, Dave, it started slowly over the course of the week, sort of emptying. I was like, oh my yeah. god, the hedgehog's like found it and it's yeah. eaten it. And then I realised it was just some fucking birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very. That's the thing about hedgehog food or any specific food. If the animal isn't sort of contained indoors, mm. which is quite right, don't keep a hedgehog indoors, guys. But it's very hard to make it clear that that food's only for the hedgehog, isn't it? Yeah, I should you, put up a sign, shouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. Put up a bit of a sign, or maybe one step better, if you could fashion a sort of entryway to the bowl that only something in the shape of a hedgehog could fit through. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be a bit like a sort of um, fingerprint scanner, but just it's like a hedgehog-shaped thing. 
Oh, it's something to think about, isn't it? Something to very much ponder, Peter. So I think I think that about covers the closet uh, storyline. I think it's really important that we do the quiz. <laughs> yes, good. We, we are <laughs> we are getting on a bit here, aren't we? Uh, so yeah, I've got a messy cupboard. That's all I was going to say. And then it ends because Monica won't let Chandler keep stuff in it because she's worried he'll be too messy for the messy cupboard. Nice little touch, but the end. Didn't hear anything there, mate. Sure, I don't want to hang a washing line up or something. Uh, no, no, no. I've done all my, I, I've done all the household tasks that are within arm's reach of where I'm currently sat. Great, fine, understandable. Hey, here's Amy's quiz. Lovely, but also she, um, I think we mentioned on correspondence that fourth quiz at Amy was at the live show. Yes, and that she disappeared after, right? Mm. And we were like, oh, well, maybe she had a terrible time. Like, why didn't she say hi? Uh, she says, sorry for making you think I had a shit time at your show. <laughs> I was the birthday girl. I had birthday things to do, which in fairness is is quite reasonable. Um, that is absolutely reasonable. Uh, well, hopefully, Amy, see you at the next live quiz. But here's the important thing. And I'll probably just message you this, but don't buy a bloody ticket. Just let me let us know. Cause... Well, don't say that to everyone. No, no. But Amy, who does like she if there's one thing she should never buy a ticket for. It's the bloody quiz, isn't it? Yeah, fine. Like, she, she's earned the right to... Stop supporting this podcast. <laughs> she bought a ticket to the live show on her birthday. Like, we couldn't even buy her a bloody birthday present, Pete, because she'd already yeah. bought one. Maybe we bought her a birthday present, then she didn't get it because she'd gone home already. Well, exactly. She'll never know, would she? We bought her, we bought her we, a quiz. We, we didn't. We didn't do that. Um, hey, question one. Yes, please. Uh, what pattern's on Joey's pillows? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Uh, um, is it white? Is it, is it sort of a white on blue type thing? I'm, I've got a sort of tiny. I don't know. Go on. Uh, well, that could have technically been right, but the, the answer is clouds. So white on blue, you yeah. kind of were, oh, yeah. were there. Clouds and sky. Um, question two: How much yeah. does Chandler estimate the punch bowl cost? Six dollars, I think. Uh, yeah, you can have that under six dollars. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, you're quite right. So actually, technically, not anything, not but six dollars, really. Question three: What color is Phoebe's guitar case? Black. Uh, incorrect. What is it? Purple. Shit it. Question four: What the two things on Chandler's to-do list other than don't let Phoebe in? Well, I stamps. know this because yeah, one of them's fucking mad. Buy stamps. But not um, mad, obviously, in 2008, but uh, no, 2002. What year is this, 2002? But when was the last time you bought a stamp, Pete? Isn't the other one dry cleaning? Yeah, dry cleaning, yeah. There's two things uh, that I've very rarely, if ever, done in my life. Uh, yeah, they're correct, yeah. And what was your predicted question? Uh, Alexandria. Uh, that's wrong. Oh, fudge! <laughs> what? What is it? It's Alexandra. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Alexandria is the city, not the name. Uh, that is that is me doing a bad. Question five is what is the name of Monica's masseuse? That's it. All right. Uh, do you want to know what's next week? I do. And I've actually got some additional information as well before we go. So tell us what's first next week. Next week's request comes from Ruby. And I'm really trying not to sing the song, but it's so We hard. are staying in season eight, actually. Yeah. Which everyone will be thrilled to hear. <laughs> oh, no. But you know what? I, I'm quite surprised this one's not come up yet. It is the one with the red sweater. Oh, that hasn't come up, has it? No. Oh, a return for tag. Great news. Yeah, so we'll be doing that next week. One with the red sweater. Now, the thing I wanted to do seems crass, and, and, and it kind of is, because what I want to do 
is just briefly plug the Patreon, but but for very good reason, right? So every Sunday, so you get all the things on a, a day early and ad free. And what we do every Sunday is we we'd go through your correspondence and people send us, I'll be honest, much more interesting and funny things than we say most of the time. So it's really worth it content wise. Anyway, Beth has sent us a message that uh, she's she's marked. Please feel free to mark this to, you know, TLDR. Like, TLDR? Yeah, too long, didn't read. You know, oh, on, fine. like on Reddit, like, oh, what's the summation of this? She sent us a lot of thoughts about the baby on the bus episode, which we'll do on correspondence. That's absolutely fine. But part of it was about the cunnilingus joke, right? The Big Sal, oh. no, Big Sal, Uncle Sal, Big Tongue. And she says, I'll just read this tiny little paragraph as a, a little teaser. Uh, there have been a few rude but sly jokes in Friends over the years. Some of them have gone over the censors' heads. I wouldn't have left them in. But what I've done for you is categorised them all below in a list. <laughs> wow. I've left off the ones wow. that I thought were very obvious. Like, you know, it's not that common. It doesn't happen to every guy. It is a big deal. But she's then listed, I shit you not, I'm scrolling down like two pages worth of categorised adult jokes in friends with the headlines love that sex generally colon and then it's got the examples masturbation and then it's got uh, jobs brackets both blow and hand and then uh, (laughs) a surprising two entry category for anal sex so to wrap up this week's episode i would like you to read what beth considers to be one of the subtle anal sex jokes in friends Um, the one in season 5 episode 13 Phoebe's telling the rest of the gang her grandmother's died Monica comes into Central Perk and excitedly says she saw people having sex in the car outside Phoebe says one life's ending and another is beginning I can't remember what the exact wording is but it's like not the way they were doing it or something like that you know can't do any on the car <laughs> <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.